0: Found it is the Japan What Podcast coming at you out of the back end of Tokyo. The, the arm of, Arbit of Asia. Asia. It's me, Matthew Bigelow.com coming at you from the Tosi Hisacho Studios in Shinjuku, Tokyo, Japan. Matthew Bigelow.com is where you go to all your to get all of your Japan What podcasting needs. And uh, I'm having what you are having. Let's go. Three, two, one. All right. <laughs> all right. All right. Special guest in, in studio today is DJO to uh, talk about all things Japan. Japan what? Eating the bug, some new products, AI, trends, conflict, and more. As a gentleman with a history of being in the American military in one way or another, mm. he might have some input in all this uh, frenagling that's going on. Cheers, bud. Cheers, man. He's sashi booty. Sashi booty. It's been about three and a half months. Yep. All right. I'm having what you're having. Ah, Ah. (laughs) once we get into the summer months, man, I basically, um, I quit drinking almost, almost quit drinking. I was a daily drinker for 25 years, almost 20, over 20. Mm. And I had a bit of an illness about a month ago and I got over the illness and I just said, I'm going to stop ever since my little my second child came along that does change
1: things a little bit
0: with the first one i could still have a couple of drinks at night by myself and mm. but the second child comes along and it's like it's 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 a, a hitler fighting two fronts you right. know like he, <laughs> suddenly you find yourself <laughs> strained yeah <laughs> i'm hitler no i'm not hitler hitler sucks but you know the 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 metaphor makes sense Uh, Nothing to do with the Jews.
1: Well, people, you know, it's like, well, I I was a daily drinker. What did you have? Oh, I had, you know, two Asahi Super Drys. And that's like, yeah, that's normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's damn near medicinal. Well,
0: there's a a Puritan element to the alcohol calculator charts. Mm. Um, But, you know, Mr. Fitness over there, he's going to say, even one drop is too much. It's a poison. But then maybe that guy goes out and, and, I don't know, spends seven hours a day working at some industrial park or something like that. You know, that's not exactly Mr. Health, is it? I don't no. think so. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it's been great. Um, it's, it's, it's just, I've been really enjoying the, the mostly sober life. I'm not a, I'm not a teetotaler or anything like that. I'm having, I'm in a, a sanitary right now, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us today, Mr. DJO. Monsieur le DJO, we're going to begin today with a stupid product as usual. Um, actually this one comes to us from the hate read Sora news 24. Mm. We hate read Sora news 24, but I've been hate reading them so long. I kind of like them now, <laughs> right? You go through those phases where now I kind of understand the writers a little bit. I see them in the writer's room and I'm like, they look like, all right, people like they're just, they're just, they're just schlepping, you know, they're just schlepping goods and trying to make jokes. They're not very good at the goods or the jokes, after yeah, they've
1: they've a while. got to, they have, you know, they're getting a paycheck and mm. got to put something out.
0: Japan's popular moonlight brand sells broken cookies. I. <laughs> that's the way the cookie crumbles. Oh. <laughs> See, that's why we hate read them. <laughs> I don't mean to brag. Who's writing this at Sora News? Master Blaster. I don't mean to brag, but the area I grew up in had a cookie factory in it. Oh. Thank you for the irrelevant details, mister News Sorenews24. And the main reason this was such a great thing was that right next to this factory was a tiny little shop selling all the broken cookies that came out of the factory at a reduced price. It was great because a cookie doesn't taste any different if it's cracked. (laughs) <laughs> why doesn't the editor just delete this entire first paragraph and just major move food manufacturer morinaga is taking a concept of broken cookies to a national level and from 28 june they'll begin selling imperfect moonlight or wakayari moonlight moonlight cookies date back to 1960 and are very simple Um, that bring out a sweet and light eggy flavor. Their name is obviously due to the fact that they look like little moons. And now they'll also be available in imperfect moon shapes too. Uh, We already know, right? (laughs) When do we get information? These are the moonlight cookies that have suffered cracks, chipping, uh, breakage, and have additional flour still stuck to them from the manufacturing process. All of these things have no effect on the taste of the cookies, but might turn someone off who paid for full price for a box. Packages of these just doesn't go anywhere, does it? I hate Sora News 24. The company doesn't specify a suggested retail price for these cookies, leaving it up to the stores. Uh, So instead of reducing the price, perhaps the value will come from the form of jacking up the amount of cookies. That must be what readers in the news are assuming because they seemed really jazzed up about these cookies in online comments. Quote, Still looks good to me. End quote. <laughs>
1: is that the worst article you've ever heard? Oh my goodness. Doesn't that
0: sound like somebody like practicing trumpet warming up before a show? They would just throw everything they played away and be like, okay, I, I played all these notes. So just, it's just gobbledygook, but you know, mm-hmm. or somebody typing, practicing last gas fast, fast, just getting their fingers ready for the keyboard. That's what this whole article read like to me.
1: I'm just, this is, this is funny.
0: But the reason I chose this is because I think it has to do with inflation, mm. and it has to do with bad job performances. I mean, like job security ain't so hot right now. There's not a lot of good, well-paying jobs being brought out in the economy right now, mm. um, and all that stuff. So, for that the reason I chose this was because it's like it's not an inflation report, it's not an economics report, but it's. It's outside of all that, but indicative of some of this um, downward spiral that we're witnessing our entire economy go through these days. I mean, it's not good. Not good at all. Does it say there how
1: many they expect to sell? Because, I mean. Why
0: would they include actual information in this report? uh, By the way, did you know that this writer grew up next to a cookie factory? because that is more important than any any I, information you actually want.
1: That gives it authenticity
0: is. Listen, this is about me, me. the writer. <laughs> <laughs> I know you want to know about these cookies, but I want you to I want you to know about me.
1: So instead of improving the process to where all the cookies are perfect. Yeah. What would I guess this is a food waste.
0: Thing. It's a food but, waste thing. Mm. Why not sell you know um like, uh, like this weird banana cookie bread? Cupcake things. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are you talking about that article? Yeah. The ESG banana bread where where people take bananas that aren't perfectly shaped and make muffins out of them and call it ESG donuts. That's that's another indication of the crazy wacky economy that we're going on through today. Uh, This this never existed 10, 15 years ago. It, It was like everything was supposed to be really, really good at a reasonable price that was kind of that's what i grew up in japan with but now no it's going down the shitter
1: or you had the exceptional things like 18,000 yen bananas and 50,000 yen melons and you know that stuff the really high quality stuff but
0: yeah they're still doing it a little bit they're trying to get like tourists to spend a bunch of money on that stuff but overall We are seeing um, the wealth of this country (laughs) rapidly just sand through the hands, man. And all of these young people growing up, like, getting $15 an hour jobs out of university, I guess the only thing they can get are broken cookies or something like that. Broken cookies. Anyways, uh, that's what I have to say about that. And I'm going to give these people the horns. Oh, whoa. Oh, geez. That's number two. I'm going to do that again. My levels were off. And one more. All right. I'm on my, uh, my secondary kit here, and uh, that, that little squeezed me by. Um, before we get into the Grasse du Jour, a special little present you've brought along for today, we're going to get into it, but we have to lead into it with one more news article.
1: All right? I'm going to eat all the bugs. Okay, you're just going to eat them one at a time, though, okay? Okay. I've got one. I've got one. I'm going
0: to go catch that one. No, finish the one that you have in your mouth
1: first. So, you were asking. Every time I hear this, I want to know where it came from. TikTok. I see.
0: I was looking for Klaus Schwab saying, eat the bugs. Uh, But too many people do that, and it's almost like a cliche. Yeah. And this video popped up on a Google search from TikTok for some reason. And it's like a little spider jumping around eating bugs Say, I'm going to eat all the bugs. And that's, that's the bug. Ah, that's the bug. Okay. Sake brewing with cricket yeast co-developed by a company and university students, nation's first insect food, the beginning of familiarity by Kibichuo Okayama are the writers, I guess. By the Mainichi shimbun, And this comes to us from uh, June 22nd. A chance to make sake with yeast collected from crickets and feel familiar with insect food. I'm not using chat GPT translator, which is really good. I'm using the Google Translate. Hmm. Uh, Riku Ebi Japan, a venture company in uh, Kibichuo Town, Okayama Prefecture, and university students have jointly developed cricket yeast beer, low-malt beer, and wine. The product that uses cricket-derived yeast, which is attracting attention for its rich nutrition, you see, is the first in Japan, according to the company. (laughs) Why would we check this as a newspaper? Roll with it. It's worse than podcasting. Aiming to popularize the, quote, savior of food shortages, end quote, through sake that does not look like a resistance. (laughs) <laughs> this, is, this is translated. Tadayuki Okada, president of Riku Ebi, Japan, which is engaged in aquaculture, proposed to breweries in the prefecture the development of alcoholic beverages using edible insects. It all started when he was introduced to a laboratory at Okayama Prefectural University in Soja City, which was working on the search for yeast derived from nature as opposed to yeast derived from not nature. The supermarket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeast derived from the supermarket. It just comes in a box. <laughs> so would you like to have, and there's a picture, I'll be posting the picture of this um, gentleman, Tarayuki Okada, president of Riku Ebi Japan, um holding up his uh his his uh, cricket cricket beer and cricket uh, drinkables he looks like somebody who would drink crickets to be honest if you look at him i don't want to
1: oh he does he does too so what do you think
0: would you like to try this
1: oh god no no way it, what I, if I,
0: I what if i had one right now and i said would you try this with me and evaluate it on the podcast
1: that's a, that's that's well.
0: That'd be work when you'd be obligated to. I don't have one, by the way. Thank goodness. I'm not leading into anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You bring this giant ball Pure of stanky brand brandy, and I'm like, okay, put away that traditional magnificence and just drink some crickets. Before that, <laughs> we're gonna lead into it with crickets.
1: I I, I don't under how are they getting yeast from crickets? I'm, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm not a biologist. I don't know. Aurora. Was this written by
0: Sora News 24?
1: <laughs> um,
0: I'm not a scientist. I'm not a Scientologist. I would not know. <laughs> this scientism is beyond me. Uh, we, I, I would I'd assume that the uh, cricket powder, isn't yeast a form of protein? Uh, isn't it? Um, you, well, we could look. What, where does yeast come from? Where does yeast come from? I'm using chrome. Most commercial bread yeasts are manufactured by different companies, but but yeasts can grow naturally on fruits, Um, flour, and water. Okay, where does cricket yeast come from? Uh, Baking with bugs, uh, cricket powder. So I'm not, I guess they just ferment the cricket powder somehow. They you would find a fermenting process with the crickets.
1: and freeze dry it and... It, well, cricket it powder is
0: like a, yeah, it's called koroogi powder in Japan, I think, or koroogi su or fu, I can't remember. The kanji, I can see in my head, I just can't say it. Um... Yeah, and it's used for baking breads, uh, and it, they use a certain percentage of the cricket powder for the bread manufacturing process. Otherwise, it, if it's 100%, it tastes too disgusting. Nobody will eat it. Uh, but the idea of, of using crickets as an industrial base for something mm. is just gaining traction all over the place. And so you have this, basically, it's like an, like an elemental product in a way or a baseline product, and then people will experiment with it, hopefully, to try and find new and amazing things for our sustainable future.
1: I knew there was a reason I quit eating bread.
0: Did you quit eating bread? Pretty much. Oh, really? I quite like bread. I like my ham cheese sandwiches. Mm. Uh, but they have to display if something is made from crickets on on on, on, on the label. And they won't say like crickets or won't put a picture of a bug. Sometimes they do. But it's called a koroogi powder. Or okay. koroogi is what I use as the search term. So... Uh, <sighs> We have cricket ramen. We have cricket breads. We have cricket donuts. um, We have uh, cricket biscotti. Like it's this whole lineup of 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 cricket industry where uh, people just try to put crickets into everything, call it sustainable, and then say, "Why would you want some baked chicken when you can just have cricket bread?" Don't you realize that there's don't you this is the this is how they do it? Our tradition involves eating bugs. These gentlemen in this river still eat bugs. They they dig under rocks and search for grubs. Okay. Mm. So we're going to develop this giant factory 30 miles from your town, and we're going to make bread and donuts from this cricket powder because it's your tradition. Since I... Yeah, that's that's the argument and they go what for then they just say shut up. It's sustainable (laughs) Okay, fine. Listen, we have an ESG to worry about here. Just eat the cricket breads. Okay, shut up (laughs) What's your tradition? Look at my butthole pin (laughs) There's a lot of those going around I was on the train yesterday oh. an 80 year old woman was trying to say hello to my son and I'm usually nice to old ladies and so I you know hey Raymond, say hello to this old lady boom and I look at what she's reading. she''s like an 80 year old woman she's reading a quiz book in Japanese about what is what are ESGs It was like a she was like this 80 year old woman was studying about environmental sustainable sustainability goals on the train. That's how deep it's getting into Japan these days, by the way. It's uh, mm. this this long creep. All right, take us through the dinky brand. Let's go.
1: Okay. What we have here is Oh wait, a- we
0: gotta get out of the bugs. Oh.
1: I'm gonna eat all the bugs. you're just gonna eat them one at a time though, okay? Okay. I've got one. I've got one. I'm gonna go catch that one. No, finish the one that you have in your All right, your mouth Take it away. <laughs> okay. Oh. So, what I'm holding in my hand is a bottle of Denki Brand. Denki Brand. Denki Brand. Um, this comes from a uh, place, a uh, Tokyo's first Western bar in mm-hmm. Asakusa. Mm-hmm. Um, the building that it's housed in is a important cultural property, and it is the easiest address in Japan to understand. Um, The address of the Kamiya Bar in Asakusa is Asakusa 1-1-1. think, wow, how can I find that? Well, if you find that giant lantern on the main street at Asakusa, turn to the right and walk to the corner, and there's the Kamiya Bar. So the the bar was uh, first established, the beginnings of it goes back to 1880. Um, there's some discrepancy about when Denki Brand was invented. The company that owns the brand now, that's the, the holding company that's looking after the brand, says it's 1893. Um, it's 40%. They also have a 25% um, brand, or like, like a lesser brand, okay, and... Um, It became popular at that time because apparently there was a cholera outbreak in Tokyo. Now, this first guy, he was like, they they started, he did a lot of experimentation. Um, The recipe is still secret. So this is basically what's in here is uh, one of Japan's earliest trade secrets, Mm. starting back in the Meiji era. And I'm going to take off the top. And pour you, say when? When. All right. There you go.
0: Thank you. Mm. I'm going to autoplay this Koto. Uh.
1: Oh. So, if, uh, if, if you're coming to Tokyo and you're in Asakusa, and you know, of course, there's that street that leads up to the big temple there. Yeah, and you can get all your souvenirs here. This is a souvenir you can you can get it at this bar, and there's a few other places. Like I get this at my local supermarket.
0: Oh, okay. Do you which, know
1: why it's called Denki brand? Well, okay, here we go. So back in 18 1890s, um, electricity was brand new. So a lot of things picked up the Denki Den Denchu densu. And apparently, um, people thought it had an electric taste to the tongue. So it's electric brandy. Shall we? Mm. It goes good with everything. It goes good with ginger ale or a um, bunch of different mixes. You
0: say it's 40%, but that's remarkably smooth.
1: Yes, it is. It is fantastic. I love this
0: stuff. I'd love to just sit by a river all day and right? drink this and get what I yeah. Wasted. yeah. Um, Those were the before times, before b- I was a father. The
1: before times. <laughs>
0: it's remarkably smooth. I, I can only really have one for today because mm. I have many things to do, but that's, uh, you've been talking to me about Denki brand for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. And now I understand why it's so, quite
1: tasty. So yeah, at, at the Kamiya bar, I, th- I think what they sell are the is is the 25% stuff. Um it's 300 yen, but it's basically a double shot that they fill all the way to the top. And it's a good date spot. So it's 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 a good look, liqueur for women.
0: Yeah, it's uh, on, on ice with some juice or some pineapple right. juice. Which yeah. Very yeah. good for ladies. Mm. How so, much does a bottle go, by
1: the way? Uh, this bottle, okay, with tax was 1,206 yen. That's reasonable. Right. Very good. Uh, <laughs> so, this, 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 okay, this is, if you're, so if you're in a Soxa and you're going to buy souvenirs anyway, you should definitely check this stuff out.
0: Did you like my Koto playing? That's good. I try to try to keep it fresh for all of the uh, <laughs> the listeners out there. <laughs> hmm. I was uh, I was doing koto soloing under under Jeff's story. I was accompanying him in a way. Thank you, thank you. A lot of people don't know about the Denki brand, and they should. They should. I believe
1: they should. It's it's really delicious. It's I uh, I don't know. Maybe it's good for you. You know, people started drinking it because um, they thought it would chase away cholera. Oh, let's
0: do Stupid Gaijin of the Week.
1: Ooh. My favorite segment,
0: actually. <laughs> a police officer told a woman who was berating them in a foreign language go back to China. It has been revealed that a female officer at the Higashi Police Station in Fukuoka Prefectural Police. ChatGPT <laughs> made a remark telling a foreign looking woman who was suspected of tearing up someone else's lost property report to, quote, go back to China. According to the Higashi police station on the afternoon of the 15th, a woman of foreign nationality believed to be involved visited the station's counter, stating that she had lost her passport at her home. When the staff member who handled the case urged her to search her home again, the woman, who had been speaking in Japanese until then, became angry and began berating the staff member in a foreign language. It is reported that she also tore up a lost property report belonging to somebody nearby. Subsequently, a female police officer from another department intervened to mediate the situation, but the argument escalated, and without confirming the woman's nationality, she made the remark, Go back to China! The female police officer has expressed remorse, stating that she became a little emotional. However, the police intend to investigate the incident, including the suspicion of obstructing official duties regarding the female, the foreign looking woman who is believed to have torn up at the lost property report. Okay. This is a very unique stupid Gaijin of the week because she could have avoided being stupid Gaijin of the week if she just didn't tear up somebody else's police report. Right. I mean, you she might have a whole list of reasons to go to the police station. Like she like calling customer support when you've been trying to reboot your computer for 15 hours. Mm-hmm. She finally goes to the police station, she's had enough. But that doesn't give you the right to tear up other people's lost property reports. That could have been anything. That could have been really important to somebody else. Right. You can't do that just because you're emo emotional. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
1: Go home and search again. I don't want to.
0: reasonable, very reasonable thing to say. What What is the woman supposed to do? You lost your passport at your home. Oh, welcome to the police station. We'll just give you a new Chinese passport.
1: Well, what are you supposed to do? Well, wait a minute. did not she go to a Chinese police station? There are those that exist. Really? <laughs> I heard that
0: one was in, uh, what's it called? Uh, Ikebukuro. And the Chinese police basically, quote unquote, alleged Chinese potential police people who might be operating as what would be termed as police people from China under some alleged things that people would allege. Special public officials. uh, Rent out uh, hotel rooms. Oh, do they? Yeah. In a friendlies, Because Ikebukuro has a lot of um, Chinese owned real estate in it, apparently from what I've heard. Uh Uh-huh. And that would open up the uh, arms for friendlies. I I've,
1: I've seen more more than enough videos on YouTube of the Japanese going, hey, this is Ikebukuro. Don't come over here. It's bad. There's yeah. lots of shady stuff.
0: And it's a very shady place. It's interesting to go walk around because mm. it hasn't been gentrified like a lot of the rest of the Yamanote line yet. yet. Mm. Yamanote Yaman line, Yamanote line, the central loop that runs in, in Tokyo here for the main train line. So you can really go there and just see the dodginess out in the open. Uh, it's quite fascinating. But uh, yeah, why why didn't she go to the to the chi- secret Chinese police station? Yeah, they could have I taken wonder, care of her. I wonder if that that if the uh, Japanese police uh, uh, person had said such a thing, I wonder what would have happened. Why don't you go search for your passport at the Chinese police station down the road? Oh my goodness! Well, if she complained, they they would certainly take care of her. All right. That's stupid. Gage another week. Stupid of the week. Stupid gadget, time again. What do you want to do next? Do you want to do um, society 5.0 do you want to do some war stuff? Oh, let's do war. War now that because you, you're here for us just uh let's just go into the war thing. Uh, war, 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 war. Die for the war. Everybody must die for the good. For the good. Die, die for, for the, the war. Die for the war. <laughs> All right, introduce us to your military experience before we go into the war news.
1: Okay, I uh, joined the Navy in 1979. I was in for 14 years. Um, Ten of those years as an air traffic controller. Uh, three of those years on the USS Midway in Yokosuka, um, and then had to change jobs because of uh, uh, hearing problems and became a journalist. And went and ended up going back to Yokosuka again. That was my last last place I worked. Yeah.
0: All right, so you have a lot of um, experience as a, uh, as a gaijin on Japanese soil dealing with American ships and stuff like that. Yeah,
1: being on the USS Midway was almost like being in Japan. Almost. Why? Well, because at that time, it's, I, th- I think it's different now with the newer carriers they have, but back then the, uh, the Midway would go out for two months, come back in for a month. Go out for three months, come back in for a month, go out for one month. Is it nuclear powered? No, no, there was an old conventional. Uh, The reason why we would only stay in for a month is because on the 31st day that we were in port, the foreign ministry could come on board and do inspections for special things that... You know we could neither confirm nor deny mm, something Putin might be interested in, right? Right, right. So, a sort of arsenal of nuclear nay. So, every time we needed to like come in for an extended import, we would stop at a place in um southwestern Japan, That's yeah. How'd you know? And uh, I'm pretty good with this stuff, anchor offshore, and then uh, we would all go drinking. And um, the uh, uh ordnance people would shuttle things back and forth. They... Had a place to put things back then, and then
0: yeah, all right. So, one thing I've been noticing about the news in the war in the Indo Pacific region recently is like, we have like, oh, well, the British will send their ships over to Japan, and uh, the Germans will check out Singapore and stuff like that. Um, but I don't I don't know if this is my lack of research or the fact that I haven't seen it, but I don't see a lot of like Vietnamese Navy going into the, the the Malta region to do a freedom of navigation passage. And I don't see like the Thai Royal Navy kind of going, we need to do freedom of navigation passages in the Baltic ocean, keep it safe for the, for the Asian nations. I don't see like the Singaporean coast guards like going, hmm, maybe we should do a special mission to Hawaii. Freedom of navigation between the whole, you know, uh, uh, the, the big island in Kauai. Let's just see if we, I don't, do you, have you ever heard of these things that I'm talking about right now?
1: They, uh, in Yokosuka, we had a couple of visits like by uh, British uh, amphibious carriers. Yeah, um, but I mean like, but, the, but, the, it, but, British, but it was the, more it, of a. Asians go over there? No, no. So what's, with What's
0: that? well why why do the Asians not go over there but all of the everyone's like hey because we, well I'm gonna this is the Italy brings new warship to Japan during indo-pacific tour but I don't see. I don't see, for example, the Korean Navy going to Montenegro to conduct underwater drone research or something like that in the the Adriatic Sea or something like that. It's usually
1: one way, isn't it? Yeah, usually there has to be a mission like, you know, um, finding pirates off the coast of Somalia or or something like that. But all of this stuff is really, really, it, it is odd. You're like going, huh. You know, one you, you might see okay, like okay. Does so, anybody ever talk about that? No, no. It's it's all normal, and um, you know we're all together, and um, we're all in support of you know one little dictator and and against another dictator, and oh, who knows. So what do what, what
0: so what do you what do you think about the idea of what? Why are so many Western nations navies? doing runs in Asia, but not vice versa.
1: I think it's just to normalize things because they think we're all headed towards, what, a, a planet with no countries on it, one world government, and in, in that case it would all be one Navy. So mm. we have to get people maybe, I, that's all I can think of. I mean, mm. otherwise it's just, it seems like a hell of an expense. Right. You know, to send, God, to send a ship from let's say Yokosuka to Manila, cost money. Um, and these people expensive. are, you're right, these, these, these are very, very strange.
0: It's, it's, once you realize that, you, you, when, if you flip the coin and you analyze it from the opposite position, it's like, yeah, why, there's plenty of conflict in Europe. Why, why aren't um, the Cambodian and Thai navies doing joint exercises off of uh, Crimea, to to test the waters if if we have taiwan being such a place mm. where we have to be like freedom of navigation exercises in the taiwan strait we will show those chinese <laughs> but you don't see like hey cambodia and vietnam they're going to team up and they're going to be like screw you putin we're going to go do some freedom of navigation exercises off the crimea peninsula we got approval from uh, erdoğan to go through the bosphorus strait and we're coming and we're just going to we're just going to sail around what are you going to do about it it never, it's only one way, right? It, it's it's only one way. It's the year. It's the white people, the Farangs, the Gaijins, the Waygukans coming over here. Never the other way around. Does Russia Russia doesn't have any allies
1: in this in this region anymore? Do they?
0: Not really. Economic allies, mm-hmm. lots actually. If you look at Cambodia, um, if you look Cambodia through China. Um, I think they're aligning themselves with the Russia sphere. Yeah, Russia, R- Russia, uh, and China Myanmar, are still kinda... Myanmar, yeah. the coup, the the junta there are, are aligned with them. Um, Laos, I think, are teaming up there. Vietnam is always playing. They're 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 they they're, 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 they're yeah. still commies. <laughs> um, Singapore, both sides. Malaysia, both sides. Hmm. Uh, you know, China, w- America, both sides. So. Um, uh, India, all sides, all the time.
1: If Russia sent a naval fleet to, let's say, Shanghai. Shanghai's on the coast, right? Yes. Okay. They have a coast enough, yeah. So if 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 Russia sent a, a task force, you know, just for, you know, to parade the flag, that's what they do, they, you know, that's, you know, projecting power, that type of thing, we would all hear about it like it would be... You know, it, it'd, be, it'd be covered because, look, look what Russia and China are doing. But, like, that's not happened yet. I, I haven't seen anything. Do you see Japan
0: as just being hyper opportunistic on the international stage with this stuff? Like uh, even more so than India? To bring it back to Japan, what podcast? No, I I I, I
1: saw a story yesterday that um, Japan and NATO they're working on a brand new document that supports security and cooperation. I love these words that they pick: security and cooperation. You know that that type of thing. So, but Japan really just does play all sides. That's oh yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: like that the, I think India is taking a page from uh, Japan's book in a way, because mm-hmm. uh, India is like they're part of the Quad, they're refining Russian oil, and, and I'm also like thinking like why is why is Japan being such a part of NATO, uh, but they're doing so much trade in China. I'm like uh, I think they're just being really opportunistic. Japan
1: wants to be on the Security Council permanently so bad. They have the for tickets, yes. UN? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're they're just they're dying for it. It's it's you know, it's envy. It's like security council envy. This has been that way for years. Um
0: what, Article Nine is the pacifist thing that makes mm-hmm. Japan pacifist, but it's less and less so.
1: Yeah, they're yeah, they, they just keep redefining they're they're
0: the mainichi mm. From June 25th, 2023, and we're recording this on June 27th, 2023, says Japan deems export of lethal divorce, lethal defense equipment feasible source. I'll just read a little bit. This comes to us from Mainichi via Kyoto. It's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the Japanese government explained to ruling parties that non-combat cars and vessels equipped with lethal arms can be exported under the nation's stringent regulations on weapons exports, a source close to the matter said, Excuse me. The explanation indicates that the government of Prime Minister Fumio Kishida might have altered its stance on the country's three principles on arms exports under the war renouncing constitution behind the scenes amid Russia's prolonged invasion of Ukraine. Prolonged. If it's not COVID, it's Ukraine. If it's not Ukraine, it's China. If it's not China, it's COVID. Or the climate. So far, Japan has formally maintained its position that three principles on overseas transfers of defense equipment and technology ban weapons exports except for joint development or production projects with another nation. That's also a recent thing that Japan has entered into where they say, we can cooperate with other nations on defense equipment exports. And then, I don't know, expand on that in the future. What do you think about this um, uh, as, you know, as a military person who's been here for a long time in Japan, um, mm, the ex- deems export of lethal defense equipment feasible. It sounds pretty significant to me, actually.
1: This is kind of a big shift. Um, Japan's been very, very careful about this stuff. It's like, well, you know, like the, we, we have these pillars that we have to, you know, we, and we can't do this and we can't do that, and... They're just sacrificing it. You know, the 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 pacifist nation. Japan could have very, very early in this Ukraine Russia thing, like done the right thing, but they didn't. It's like What's ugh. what's the right thing? The right thing would have been, okay, they, they sort of well they used to. Japan used to have this knack for making peace and it's just gone now. It's it's all thrown out the window and we're suffering from a crucial
0: lack of leadership and competency, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get really bad from yeah. now. Like, um, yeah. I, I'm advocating hyperlocalization, and for me, that just means reducing the amount of points in a supply chain that get what you want to you. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, like a digital solution could be a podcast, for example, for hyperlocalization, where it's person to a server, server to you. And like, that's, that's a hyper-localization. The,
1: the motivation used to be, okay, like, like with the old um, Miti, you know, before and now it's Meti, but anyway, the, the, the trade ministry. Yes. The you Ministry at, of Economics, Trade, you know, and Industry. <clears throat> What's the most popular truck in Afghanistan today? Um, BYD. It's a Toyota. Toyota. Toyotas. They're, everybody loves their Toyotas. They, they yeah. are the most popular vehicles in that area because Japan said, oh, uh, would you like to buy some trucks? And they arranged it. And Toyota got rich. The government didn't, you know, the people, Japanese people got nothing, but, you know, Toyota got rich. Well, the, the people manufacturing those cars got jobs. Yeah, jobs, it, it, you know, yeah. not, not rich, but, yeah, they got jobs. They got and employment. And, 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 yeah. right? and that was how, well, that was how the trade ministry used to run, you know, so you could understand it was, you know, profit, you know a bit of a profit motivation. Yeah. I like, uh, But what's going on now is, this is strange.
0: So I wonder how much um, lethal defense equipment Japan can actually um, export. The last paragraph just reads, the Japanese government pledged to promote defense equipment exports to build a strong and sustainable industry. <laughs> sustainable. In the field of its long-term <laughs> national security strategy <laughs> policy guidelines updated in 2022. Hmm. <gasps> Yeah, so I think uh, the last one for war for today is um, we're not going to get too much into it. I'll just read the headline. Uh, U.S. to make India into naval logistics hub for Indo-Pacific region. The only reason I'm bringing that up is because the United States also suggested the same thing for Japan. uh, Mm. To use private um, military uh, alliances to do ship maintenance on Japanese private shipyards. The only reason I'm speaking slowly right now is because my brain is not used to this information. So uh-huh. um, now that the U S wants to make India into a similar thing, it's like, is this a surrounding the, uh, the Chinese expansion type of a thing?
1: Oh, well, it could be. I mean, like the, the ship repair facility in Yokosuka, <laughs> These guys, oh my god, the the those guys down there, like and they're Japanese. Yeah, yeah, Japanese. It's uh, well, the U.S. Navy is the biggest employer in Yokosuka, right? And it's like it used to be like twenty thousand people, and these these SRF guys, like like we would pull in on the ship. We came back from like on one of our cruises. Uh, one of our. Um, Deck purchase got hit by a wave. And I mean, this is, this is like heavy, thick steel and stuff, and bent it up at like 45 degrees. That's how hard this wave hit. We pull into Yokosuka, and it was fixed within 72 hours. Whoa. Yeah, these guys are good. They can come in and like you're okay, you, you need um, we're going to replace um, the floor tiling and they would just come in and brrr, grind it all up, smooth it all down, put the new, and like just be done in a day. These guys are really really good. And they also fix the the JTF ships, the um, MSDF ships.
0: Oh right, the the Maritime Self Defense Force. Cuz they
1: got ships. the you know the dry docks down there. Um, so they've been doing this for a long time. You know, the, and the um, ship repair facility, those those guys are fantastic. Do you think India can do it? Well, what's, it probably, I mean, they've been taking ships apart for decades. They do, they do a lot of dismantling
0: there. Right, right, right. But I'm, I'm not, sh- like the, the, the Indian know-how for like software and um, mm-hmm. like mathematics and abstraction is like super high, like amazingly high, but the, well, they are putting a lot more effort into their, um. Mass projects recently in, in India. We'll we'll see if they can do it. I just thought it was interesting that a couple of months ago we see um, the U.S. military kind of advocating for using Japan as a repair base but there's also all these white papers being released by like spies and stuff like that saying Japan could be used as a launching pad for an attack into Taiwan and stuff like that. Oh thank
1: you yes. There's this whole like
0: subterfuge going on where the United States comes in like with China with like their debt traps as if the United States doesn't do the same thing. It's like hey we're gonna come in we're gonna offer you all this stuff and then time comes to go to war and now we're gonna destroy all your relationships with your um, neighbors and now all of your neighbors including yourselves, can rely on the United States. It's
1: like um, uh, acquisition of trade routes is the way I think. I got to move out to the countryside. <laughs> that'll, that'll probably give me an extra 10 minutes when the missiles start coming in.
0: Die for the war, everybody moves. Die for the good, ah. for the good. Die for the war, die for the war. Um, do, do you know about... The Osaka Society
1: 5.0 Osaka
0: The fourth industrial
1: revolution Will enable us to create a new society Artificial Uh. intelligence Will transform the big data Collected through the internet of things Into new wisdom Society 5.0 A technology based Human centered society revolution will raise our standard of living and solve various challenges we face. <laughs> it will for example free us from the stress
0: of driving. Osaka Expo announces theme weeks with SDGs focus. Going back to the SDGs thing and this is society 5.0. Mm. Um I don't know we don't even really need to read Theme Weeks Embrace the SDGs. The Osaka Kansai Expo will feature eight themes. These come under the umbrella of the event's overall theme for designing future society for our lives. Society 5.0. All themes embrace the event's objective to contribute to achieving the sustainable development goals. So, I don't know what an expo is anymore. I remember it being fun. Like Tesla. Tesla. You know, like the mm. the World Trade, Chicago Fair, like all these. Yeah, the wo- things. world fairs they, they were they were awesome. Yeah, you would go like, wow, look at this technology. But now they 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 draw you in with these these lights and things like that, and they say, now it's SDGs, and we're going to tax you.
1: It's 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 a new kind of virtue signaling. It really,
0: really is. So Osaka has been spending like what billions of dollars just to create an SDG
1: event. Is that what's going on? Well then. This is on that man-made island, right? This is the one yeah, they're doing yeah, yeah, on the man-made island. Um, there's going to be flying cars. We've, we've seen the a, VTOLS. The, we, we, the we've VTOLs. seen we, We've seen a picture of that, you know, of, of, of what they are.
0: And it's just going to be a demo with some guy in it, and that will be it. And everybody will take pictures and make hashtags on social media. But, but will it be a service? Probably I, not. They,
1: they can't even get people enough people to go to um, Universal Studios that, down there. But we we're going to put on this expo. Because the last one was so great. You know, that's where they came up with that odd piece of statue art That's I still don't understand. Yeah, oh, the Okamoto Taro? Yeah, the, with the—oh, with the, uh,
0: God. Well, at least that was interesting looking, and it hmm. wasn't tied to— e- It didn't make you feel like a piece of shit for looking at it. That's, well— yeah, well, maybe I don't know. Well, it um, didn't intend to make you. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> maybe it was some sort of postmodern. I'm uh, glad I was not taking acid. Yeah, if I was taking acid, looking at that, oh my goodness, <laughs> that thing freaks me out. Um, and that, we don't need to spend too long. I just thought it was funny. It's like, oh, the expo is here. SDGs. Um, my number ID system faces further setback with erroneous deliveries. Now. We're talking about like the Yokosuka people being able to repair ships midway, massive ships, Mm. 72 hours, kaboom. Um, When I, you know, had my recent baby at the KO hospital (laughs) and boom, amazing, kaboom. Why? Why are Japanese people so bad at cloud technology? Because the my number system is like a digital card that's supposed to make everything digital. All it does for me is gives me more paperwork to make things more digital. But to make things more digital, I receive more paperwork to make those things more digital. I don't know what becomes digital. I just receive a lot of paperwork that makes it more digital. I don't know what that digitalization means or where it goes. I just like, hey, you need to fill out this paperwork for this, my number thing that you're doing. I'm like, I didn't know I was doing that. Like, yeah, well, just fill out this paperwork. We're going to make it digital. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't Okay. So, but you're, 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 st- you're still mucking around uh, in the news industry. What, what do you know about the, the my number
1: kerfuffles? Uh, it seems to come up every week. It's like, we want to promote this and we want to get rid of health insurance cards. Why? Because, well, we have this other system. It's like, well, that's not working. You, it's, it's they they deliver the wrong
0: cards to the wrong people. They put things online and people get a database and they log into their uh, dashboard, I should say. They log into their dashboard and it's someone else's dashboard with all their medical information and um, what else? Uh, like everything. Pension, pension everything. payments, like this, addresses, like it's all like this, a centralized system. This sort
1: of goes back to, I, I think it was called JukiNet, um, where all the um, ward offices were connected. And before that happened, it was actually possible to get married in every prefecture in Japan and nobody would know. I know that foreigners
0: (laughs) would would not pay taxes for years Mm -hmm. and then when the city tax office would catch up to them, they would just move like 10 minutes to another station in another city office area and they wouldn't have any idea that they were um, tax evaders.
1: I mean, you would think that... They could get a handle. You you would. (laughs) Oh, wouldn't me? Uh, No, you you you'd think they would have a handle on on this, but it's like yes, okay, we're gonna get rid of health insurance cards and do it all here. I still have the paper version. They sent Mm. me an envelope with things, and I've thought about. It was like okay, yeah, maybe I should go get a card, and then the first news report came out. It's like wait a minute data is getting crisscross and then it's like oh data is getting criss didn't we do that last week no this is a new thing and it's like yeah, each yeah. each it, each it's, each it's, week has it's, it. it's a and cascading event of
0: like, like, of erroneous information people are in the cloud being delivered to people who don't even know what a cloud is there
1: are pe- people are ending up with each others like health information and it's like this this is a problem well now to
0: the on, I was covering this a couple of weeks ago. To the onlooker of Japan, they might see like, well, the LGBT law passing is creating all of this craziness in Japan. Most Japanese people don't even know what that means. Mm. But the fact that you would give your information, private medical information to the government and they would say, we're going to keep it secure. We're going to digitalize it and we're going to make it on, available to you. And then you get on your computer and you log in and you, so you spend hours setting it up and then it's somebody else's information. This is the actual scandal for, for in Japan where the government doesn't know how to actually handle sensitive medical information when they're trying to tell everybody that you need to digitalize everything for this transformation. Hmm. As soon as you step into this digital transformation, it, it it comes back at you with uh, super amounts of time that you waste and then you log in to the system that you're supposed to get your information into and somebody somewhere in some ward office clicked the wrong button and now you have access to somebody else's entire medical information on your computer and you're kind of saying like what is that am I like a Russian hacker now like what? this is what Russian hackers do I mean what this, could is, go wrong? this is completely <laughs> illegitimate so mm. Uh, and people's private medical information in Japan is a major, major, major issue. Yes. Like it's one of the yeah. top things that you could violate right. actually is, right. is people's medical information. And so there's they're told to say, get rid of your medical information and here's your new medical information. You get your new medical information, someone else's medical information. Mm. What's going to go wrong with this, you know? By the way, this is what was, um, this is what uh, Digital Minister Taro Kono had to say, oh, God. who is a WEF shill, who has a WEF <laughs> robot, who doesn't say anything <laughs> except stupid things. Quote, it was a mistake that should never have happened. End quote. Wow. Well, I'm, wow. I'm so reassured. My, my heart is a Okay. <laughs> "Quote there." This is what the spokesperson said. There are various advantages to integration. We will we will make preparations using thorough and precise data registration methods. Uh, so they, they just pass the ball, anyways. That's um, one more element of Japan Society 5.0, where it's like this 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 theme that we're using of Japan Society 5.0.
1: The fourth industrial revolution. Wow. It it sounds so
0: great. Yeah. A new society. You gotta be kidding me.
1: Wow. Wow. It
0: sounds amazing. Oh, you're just going to misuse everyone's data and trip over coffee tables the entire time. All right. All right. Uh, how much time do we have left? got a little bit of time. As usual, I prepared too much. We have... Do you have stuff prepared? Would you like... No, no? No, that Uh, was it.
1: My my whole purpose for coming here today was to uh, drink brandy. Wow. Yeah. Thank you, brand. Available at the Kamiya Bar in Osaka.
0: Actually, what I... mm, Let's skip the economy for today. Should we... I'll just read the headlines. Uh, Let's just go Economy. We don't need to comment. I'll just, just read it and move on to this next Actually, thing. Actually, for this Cosmo thing, I got... Oh, yeah, Cosmo. All yeah. right, sure. Uh, focus. Yen Fall may, may prove a debilitating blow to Japan. Spotlights uh, Bank of Japan. Uh, Japan state-backed fund to buy JSR to enhance chip supply chain. Uh, JSR is a uh, computer chip company. Cosmo wins unconventional vote on poison pill against activists. Now, Cosmo is a, is a fuel company. It's a fuel provider company. Mm. Um, and they were about to be, I've been covering activist uh, stuff on this podcast recently, especially like they have like 4.4% of a company shares and they try to kick out the CEO who's been doing remarkably well. So take it away. What do you know about Cosmo and what can you say about it?
1: Okay. This is, this is really, really interesting. Um, I've, can't remember the name of the maneuver that they had to use, but they... Poison pill. No, no, no. Before It's like a minimum, minimum something vote. They had to get this one activist out in order for them to pass uh, to get the poison pill approved. Now, what's really funny is, okay, Japan has gone through this type of shareholder stuff before. Back in the day, there was a problem with um. Dark forces like buying one share of a company and then showing up at the shareholder meeting and really really screwing things up. It had a name. I cannot remember it, sure, but it was a thing. And they eventually like made enough rules to get around that. And what's happening now is there's a string of these activists, investor, Things And people, Japanese are, are, are it's like, look, if, if I'm going to invest in you, that means I trust you. Like with the whole the, the digital information thing. Right, like, right, right, right. You so, want me to
0: transfer all this information over, okay, I'll do it. But when you screw me. I think the
1: pendulum is starting to swing back because people are noticing. It's like, whoa, look what they did to Seven Eleven just a few weeks ago you need to sell off this, you need to spit off that. And it's like, wait a minute, we just made like...
0: Untold billions of yen. Yes, untold billions. Like the maximum amount ever. Right. And now this this noisy corner in the room wants us to
1: screw everything. So Japan has been through this before, but sort of, yeah, so the pendulum sort of swung, and then now we're back up to this. And what Cosmo did, this is only the second time in Japan that this has ever happened. But the wake of
0: the damage is still going to be sloshed yes. from one end of the bathtub yeah, yeah. to the other.
1: It's, 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 but I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for a swing that people are finally going, wait, hey, wait a minute. This is stupid.
0: Yeah. It, it's and, a big waste of time as mm. well. And it just takes up so much. It clogs up the machinery of your corporation. But
1: these activists, they're not done yet. Oh, they have. They still have like tricks up their sleeve that they're. Well, because yeah. they're
0: publicly funded often by foreign mm. um, pension funds and stuff like that. Right. So right. they got tons of money coming in the pipe mm. and they use that to try to influence um, carbon footprints across the world via right. uh, so, people who own um, convenience store chains.
1: So and stuff today like it's carbon. What is it tomorrow? Oh my God, tomorrow is uh, uh, more climate. Oh my God, it's. Uh, uh, sexual, gender equality and, you know, all that crap. So they have more cards to pull, but I think Japanese, like like actual Japanese shareholders are finally starting to wake up, and this is a... That was a very interesting development. Yeah. Um, So we're going to get...
0: Decarbonization. I always
1: wear my mask and wash my hands
0: after going home. Just hit a random button. Um, decarbonization is, is is something that mystifies me. And this comes to us from. Um, oh, geez, uh, I can't remember the source. It, it comes. I had. A, I had a Twitter source. I'm just pulling it up on my phone right now. But this is a, somebody who conducted a poll about what decarbonization means across corporate sectors. Now, decarbonization is just a nonsense, silly word right. that means um, we want we want you. We're we're going to decarbonize you, but we're going to take you. That's kind of what it means. And, uh, I'm made of carbon, wait. <laughs> <laughs> when they say decarbonize, they mean you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Um, <laughs> I'll provide the link to this in the uh, show notes for sure. So make sure to check it at Matthew PM Are we doing promotion today? Uh, donate at. Uh, j- mm. Make sure to donate at Japan. Uh, what? Podcast at PayPal.me forward slash Japan WUT. We are also podcasting 2.0 compliant where you can send Satoshis. Those are Bitcoin micropayments through the Podcasting 2.0 infrastructure. To get involved, just go to Podverse or CurioCaster, or just search Podcasting 2.0 apps and transfer over to the next wave of the podcasting revolution. Parce que c'est quelque chose que je veux d'être s'intéresse. Practicing. Okay. So decarbonization regarding decarbonization, this is defined in many different ways, ranging from simply meaning the reduction of CO2 emissions to vague statements about removing carbon from economies and societies. And this is just, a um, uh, somebody did a survey of uh, across the corporate sector about, and it could be like a, an intense survey or a non-intense survey. I'm just trying to say when we think about decarbonization, it, it, you have your own interpretation of it where well, we all understand what it means, but it means something very different to all of us. Now this person has um, seven different categories and the, which of the fo- the question is which of the following definitions of decarbonization best matches your understanding or perceptions of what the term means and or encompasses uh, one. The reduction of carbon inputs to socioeconomic metabolism or of greenhouse gas emissions such as CO2 or CH4. What the fuck? 2.7% responded. That's what they thought. Two. The reduction of CO2 emissions per unit of energy generated. 8.3%. The conversion to an economic system that sustainably induces then compensates the emissions of carbon dioxide, 13.89%. 4. The elimination of carbon from industrial use, 2.78%. 5. Reducing and ultimately eliminating carbon dioxide emissions, 19.4%. 6. Reducing and ultimately eliminating greenhouse gas emissions, 22.22%. And 7. The reduction of all carbon and carbon dioxide related to human activity, (laughs) 30.56%. So the most response, well, 7 is a little bit much, but I mean... The whole lot of agreement from this report is what does decarbonization mean and why doesn't anybody
1: know what it means? Oh, my God. Okay, all right. According to Columbia University, CO2 makes up only about 0.04% of the atmosphere. Now, you think?
0: But if it goes up to 0.06, we'd probably all die.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> if it goes down to 0.2, the plants start dying. Plants will not grow. If we get to 0.3, and ice age starts. Okay, I'm all for not polluting things. Yeah or or better technology cl- cleaning like up. like the LED okay the LED is like wow okay look how much Japan has done like LED can grow plants yeah by fluctuating its rate
0: of um yeah. you know fluctuation he
1: uses he uses less electricity you it's um, a
0: fantastic product, and it yeah. emits no heat.
1: If you really, if if you, if you Almost really, so. if you really want your mind blown, look, it, it's still on YouTube, which is crazy. Uh, videos, uh, lectures with William Happer, H A P P E R, who explains that we are in a carbon famine right now. Right, and the whole idea of um, humans
0: going in and digging up all of this. Oil, which is abiotic. Mm. It's it's a natural process. Oh. It's not dinosaurs in the earth. Oh,
1: no, no. Oil, oil
0: is the then, second
1: most plentiful liquid on the planet. We're always discovering To call more. it fossil fuels is mm. retarded. It's so done. It's retarded.
0: It, it's it, it's mm. the... It's like the the mice come from poop uh, um, uh, idea of like the the 200 AD people who, where do mice come from? Well, where there's poop, there's mice. So obviously mice come from poop.
1: Well, no, no, the moon is made of cheese. So they came from the moon because it's, you know. I like this idea. (laughs) Finally a conspiracy. Oh, my God. people, People just, they need to wake up they're trying to kill you <laughs> welcome so anyways, to the welcome to the
0: ninth wave of covid that is the um the the result of a survey from the corporate sector and even they don't it, it reminds me of like the results are like 20% here 5% here it reminds me of a a parliament election from Canada or Germany or Estonia or something like that where nobody knows what's going on so uh, that's ah. going to be it. Oh, do we have anything else to cover for today? I think we might be. You need some more brandy? We'll do a little bit more of that. <laughs> and that's for sure. <laughs> and let's just see. Uh, we'll finish with this China. 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 China is leading the de-dollarization. Mm. In Argentina, U.S. dollars are so scarce that yuan use is at record high. This comes to us from 23rd June 2023 from Bloomberg. Um, I've also been reading about more and more people integrating into Chinese trade infrastructure mm. uh, because they're... Their wireless communication systems with the digital yuan are going to enable international trade and settlements outside of the U.S. dollar. And if you have your your encrypted technology inside of that, you're going to be able to operate without intervention of the U.S. Navy, which is basically the benefactor or protectorate of the U.S. dollar. So. Um, A dwindling U.S. dollar supply is leading to companies to embrace the yuan, highlighting Argentina's dire financial state and China's ambitions for its country. We don't need to listen to this too much, but the reason I bring it up on the Japan What podcast is that Japan is tied to the U.S. dollar. We have an untold U.S. basis here. And everything that the United States does, Japan basically essentially goes along with it. Mm. So... We, and as a Canadian, I'm tied in both ways. If I go back to Canada, I'm tied to the United States. If I'm in Japan, I'm tied to the United States. So as we see more and more people around the world start to, to make their own broken moonlight cookies, bring it back to the beginning, <laughs> um, we, we see that there's less of a pie right? If you have people, if you have like a hundred percent of the pie, but then 2% of the people take their own pie and go over here, but then 2% of the people take their own pie and go over there, then 7%, 8%, and then they make their own pie together or they intercollate their pies. Suddenly you see 20, 25% decrease in your own pie. What does that mean? It means inflation. It means, um, standard of living. It means less interest in you. It means less, uh, fewer experts coming in to see you because there's this other thing going on over there, like El Salvador with their Bitcoin standards. So the longer that Japan ties itself into this American system under the guise of being this ultra opportunistic society, whereas it's just ultra, ultra opportunistic underneath the wing of the American authorities because mm-hmm. um, the American authorities also extend their wing into China and you know Japan extends its over there we're going to see fewer and fewer percentages come back. We do see record-high Nikkei, um, but I wonder if that's just because Japan is increasingly becoming militarized. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I mean, the the Nikkei was headed upward. Everybody thought it was heading, heading way upward last week, but like last Thursday and Friday, the Nikkei went, oh, there's profit-taking. We lost 300 points. Ah, okay. Uh, on the next day, ah, more profit taking. We just lost almost five hundred points, so hard to say. I mean, hard to say.
0: I agree, but I, I, basically, what I honestly feel is that there's more and more of the pie being they're they're taking their ball and they're going home and they're making their own pies
1: and. Yeah, why would that, you blame that's them? That's the smart move. You're right.
0: Yeah. And why would you blame them? And when we see, like, oh, China's not going to become some sort of reserve currency either, they can't even transfer out. Well, what if they design a system where you transfer in? Where with their what if they have a central
1: bank digital currency that, I had that actually article. works?
0: I had that article today. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to it. Um, we'll get to it another time. Mm. But yeah. They are plowing ahead faster than anybody else. And a lot of people are going along with it. We just don't hear about it because we're all told to, like, care about... Um, Zelensky, and we're all told to care about that Russians gonna fall, and we're we're basically sw- swimming in this insane sea narrative uh,
1: of empty narratives. And you, you notice that I wore my camel pants today. I'm on the way home. I'm gonna shop for an Azov sweater, so maybe somebody oh, will really? maybe somebody will hand me some money on the train on the way home, <laughs> or maybe <laughs> somebody
0: will Zeke hire you. You've been listening to the Japan What Podcast, MatthewPMBigolo.com. Thank you, DJO, for joining us again today. Oh, it was so much fun. Thanks for having me back, man. All right, everybody. Till next time, MatthewPMBigolo.com. Remember to donate, give us some traffic, send us up the charts. We need your help.
1: you